Good morning. It's not the morning, but still good morning anyway. Welcome into twitch.tv forward slash Plus. My name is Graham D. And uh, as, as people have said in the chat, pretty, pretty dull weekend, right, babe? Absolutely, yeah. Nothing of interest happened. Yes, same, same, but incredibly different. So we had the Royale Rumble take place this weekend, scattered across the UK. Well, it wasn't. It was in the ICU studio. But we did loop in Silencer uh, from the other end of the UK. So we brought you a production team and uh, not not my words, other people's words, the best, uh, most, uh, the best produced event that PUBG console has ever had the best production value. All this, these are other people's words, which I'm absolutely 100% loving hearing, <laughs> by the way. So do feel free to keep throwing more words like that. No, it was great. The event was great. We um we had minimal technical issues. Uh, there were some bits. There always is some bits. Um, but the fact that we uh, managed to get through the whole event without anything significantly breaking, there was a couple of bits with mics and so on. Uh, but for the most part, you guys watching would have seen a relatively smooth show and that is that is, that is good for me that is good for me which is nice some people jumped in some people were a little bit thirsty as you'd expect some people were a little bit meme which was great but overall um there's a good balance obviously with anything like that you can either do an event where you only invite your mates uh, and, and that's great. That's great. We all know what we want to do. We're all on the same page. High five. But it's just you and your mates. If you want to do something for the wider community, you have to put faith and trust in other people. Um, and and for the most part, the event was a very, very good success in that sort of sense for me. We, mm -hmm. got, we got to meet some new people. We got to see some new people play their games on the battlefield. Um, and uh, there was a very, very good balance, at least from our perspective, uh, for competitive play and content play, which is exactly what we wanted to bring to the table. Because if you just let people go full ham, um, then some people have got no chance. If you just make people go full meme, then the competitive players are like, well, this isn't really for me we kind of wanted a little bit of both and that is difficult that is difficult trying to balance both of others but we did a good we did, we did, we did good we did good so shout mm -hmm. out to uh the people that got involved speaking of people getting involved let me jump through the chat quickly lotus who did get involved by the way nice clip of him getting into a punch out with nacho on the uh the roof of yeah. lunch nice <laughs> also shout out to lotus nacho gargod and tons of other people because we didn't know this at the time but half the lobby dropped on Lodge. The team captains planned, or some of the team captains planned that between themselves to drop and have a punch up for the content, for the memes, for our benefit. They thought it'd be really good for us to be able to spectate over that, which it was, by the way. Not everyone got the memo. Some the people dropped them. The trigger master. Wait, wait, wait. Nice. So we, um, we didn't get that memo, and some other people didn't. So some people did drop there and started lasering everyone whilst they were trying to punch each other up and stuff. But, but even still, it was successful. So we appreciate you guys sacrificing yourself for the viewing good, as everyone did over the weekend as well, streaming with a five-minute delay. You're sacrificing engagement and so on. So we appreciate uh, those of you that did support. Thank you very much. And hopefully hopefully those that did support will get a little bit of something back. We'll start announcing um, who has what prizes and stuff this week as well as running the uh, highlight of the tournament giveaway too. So it's still, still bits of the rumble to continue coming, rumbling mm -hmm. out this week. See what I did there? Yeah, I did see what you did there, Graham, yes. Uh, Farmy got hello, welcome in. Uh, Pitch says, two whole minutes, what the F? You know, you got to build up the suspense, get people going. Uh, so anyone get up to it at the weekend, pretty dull, I thought. Uh, yeah, same. That's what funny asteroid thinks as well. Same, 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 same. Uh, disappointed we got no baby stream yesterday, says Tito. 
yeah, that was never going to happen. <laughs> I actually had a lie-in yesterday, half past eight. Oof. Half past eight in the morning, I got up. It was uh, it was quite quite the sleep. You absolute wild child. I know. Uh, Eagle Chow facts. Welcome in, dude. If you missed the PUBG RR, what the hell were you doing exactly? It's fucking come home. Yeah, it has as well. So not only did we get the PUBG Royal Rumble on Saturday, we then get to watch the uh, the Lionesses bring it home. Someone needs to to do the to get the it's coming home, but but just cut the coming bit out so it just goes it's home. It's yeah, home. yeah. It's <laughs> home. Football's home. <laughs> just to cut it. Yes. Yes, if, if, if it hasn't been done, you can guarantee it'll be happening. And when you do see it happening, say that was Ice Cream Apple's idea, we'll take it. Um, I did my job and stopped some of them winning. You did your job very, very well, Pidge. I was looking through the uh, stats. I was grabbing some stats for um, like an infographic. We're going to make an infographic. Just visualize some of the data that we have uh, from the event. And uh, I was trying to get stats that, that obviously bring out different names. So it's not just... Um, the same names across it, and you, you selfish git, <laughs> taking yeah. taking all of the stats for yourself. Now, you, now, you, I think you had quite a few uh, stats in there. Your team were like, like I think it was longest team to survive on average, with Craig uh, being the single most surviving person. If you know what I mean, the the most time survived it was went to Craig and and your team in general. Plus, then there was there was other bits in there as well. So GGs, GGs, you did good. Thank you very much once again, Pidge and everyone else. Uh, full Hamish, yes, those that went full ham. Uh, morning, boys, uh, back in from the wilderness. I'll read, I'll read. How's tricks? Love, love. Uh, you didn't even, uh, you, uh, you didn't even do anything on Saturday. Didn't see you once, Bibby. <laughs> yeah. I was a monkey that was pressing all the buttons. <laughs> uh, on it. Absolutely on that. There we go, chappers. Make it happen. It's home. It's home. It's football's home. <laughs> there you go. Uh, didn't even do anything. I can do English. Me, of course you can, mate. Of course you can. <laughs> Proud of your English, Tito. It was good English. <laughs> it says chappers. Nice. Nice. Speaking of good English, uh, you might as well forget that because we're about to start reading and stuff. And this is what we do. If you don't know who we are, what this is, well, my name is Graham. This has been We Are Ice Cream Uploads and in true ice cream fashion, this is the Scoop, the UK's number one video game podcast. Yes, we do bring you esports events on the weekend because that's what we do. But we also bring you video game news. And we do have a bunch of stories to talk about today. We've got some stories on Microsoft, some on uh, PlayStation, Sony, some on Google, Stadia. I know it's a thing. Apparently, apparently, people yeah. still talk about it. Doctor Disrespect has a new game, and Overwatch Two has some pretty expensive skins. We'll go through all of that stuff in just a few. Uh, but first. Let me remind you guys that you guys can get involved in the stream. We're going to bring you the biggest, the best, and breaking stories, but we want to give you our thoughts and impressions, and then we want to hear your thoughts and impressions, and then your thoughts and impressions on our thoughts and impressions. So if you're involved in the stream, please do get involved in the stream because the live stream is turned into a podcast, a video on YouTube, and an audio podcast on iTunes and Spotify and SoundCloud and Google Play. So there's lots of places where over 130,000 people have watched and listened to this show on demand. So do please feel free to get involved on behalf of those. Before we do jump into the news, I'm going to be a little bit quick. I want to let you know that we do have a giveaway today we haven't even said what it is because we've been royal yeah. rumbling all the way through the week so the first monday of the month is the um the loot, loot drop. drop so one hour and 45 minutes from now it will be 3 p.m which is when we do the export of the names so if you're thinking do you know what i might sub to this channel i've got i've got a twitch prime sat there and i don't do i use it do i want to save it for someone else well feel free uh, feel free to throw it down because we will be doing the loot drop export at 3 p.m and then we will inform everyone in the discord what the prize is and we will share a clip 
of the draw, either in the Discord or we'll draw it live from the studio tomorrow. So do feel free. Nice. Okay, let's jump into some split screenage. So we only have about 30 minutes left of this show, even though we've only just started, yeah. because back-to-back -back calls this afternoon. Plus, we've been doing Royal Rumble wrap-up uh, stuff, so the Royal Rumble takes a lot of wrapping up. All the data mm. and the stats and the infographics and things like that's pulled together, so we'll bring it all back. Uh, not bad, mate. Uh, not bad, mate. Rough week or three, but, you know, surviving. Let's scoop. Let's go, baby. Uh, Lotus is moist. Shout out to uh, Gira in the chat, by the way, uh, which is Adam from our social team. He was the one that was clipping all of the video stuff and putting the tweets out yesterday, so so GG. Let's go, baby. Um, who, oh, by the way, he also mentioned that he knows Lotus. He was like, I know one of these names. I know I Lotus UK. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you don't want to know this guy. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I actually know him from GTA RP. So they actually know each other from a digital world and cross paths in a completely different digital world. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, loot drop. Ah, yes, we will be doing the draw today. We haven't quite figured out what it's going to be. It might. It's probably just going to be a hat, an ICU hat. But we'll, we'll, we'll not, we're not saying that yet. We'll, 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 we'll let you know. For now, though, we will start talking about a bunch of different stories in the world of video games with this one, which will be on your screen in just a second, uh, being the first. Microsoft says there is nothing unique about Activision Blizzard games. <laughs> Uh, this is written by Rhiannon Bevan uh, at the game, and the tagline says, hey, that's their words, not ours. So Microsoft has told New Zealand regulators that there is nothing unique about Activision Blizzard titles in its latest bid uh, to get its pricey merger approved. In a document presented to the Business Acquisitions and Authorizations Commerce Commission, which is a name that absolutely rolls off the tongue, Microsoft says that the gaming giant doesn't produce any must-have titles and therefore should be permitted to go ahead with the acquisition. Uh, the claim is part of Microsoft's efforts to alleviate fears that its Activision Blizzard merger threatens the gaming industry, creating issues surrounding competition in the market. In doing this, Microsoft has said that its rivals would get by just fine without Activision Blizzard titles and would still be able to compete in a vibrant gaming market. Quote, the vast majority of games are developed and published by parties other than Activision Blizzard, such as Sony, Nintendo, EA, and Take-Two, reads a document addressing concerns over monopolization of the industry. Specifically, with respect to Activision Blizzard video games, there is nothing unique about the video games developed and published by Activision Blizzard, the statement continues. There are no must-haves for rival PC and console video game distributors uh, that could give rise to a foreclosure concern. Uh, end quote. This might sound like surprisingly harsh language coming from the tech giant that wants to buy the studio, but it's unlikely that it's referring to, to the quality of Activision Blizzard again. Well, thank you for pointing that out. Uh, rather, <laughs> it seems to be a statement intended for regulators who may not understand the gaming market and therefore need to be made aware that Activision Blizzard doesn't have a monopoly on a particular genre. But hey, it's pretty funny regardless. Let's leave it there. Okay, Activision Blizzard is remarkably bland and crap, according to Microsoft. Oh, no, actually, no, no. They said nothing unique. That's what they said. Nothing unique about Activision Blizzard games. They don't have any must-have video games. They don't really have any sort of monopoly on certain markets. Do you buy into that, Bib? What are your thoughts? It's definitely a small ploy to cover over how massive Activision Blizzard are. Um, and it's not necessarily in their words, but quite how unremarkable they are in terms of what kind of games they produce. It's an interesting statement, and one that obviously made me laugh when I was finding it this morning, because clearly it's the, let's hope that they don't know much about video games, so we're just going to downplay them quite a bit. 
if anyone was to Google any of the games that Activision Blizzard have been putting out for the last 30 years, I'm fairly certain the people who might not have any interest in video games whatsoever will go, I know that game. I know that game. I know that game. So saying that there's nothing unique about what they produce, it's a bit it's a bit disrespectful. Like how will how would that make them the people who are working on these games feel about potentially going working for a, a, a completely different company? Obviously still under Activision Blizzard, but kind of saying that there's nothing unique about your way. Anybody can go and do this. Do you know what I mean? It's it's a bit bizarre. And it's Come obviously and join a us. little bit of, Work on yeah, video games a... <laughs> that exist elsewhere. We do it almost as good as those, but nothing special. <laughs> oh yeah. yay! Let's get a job. It's it's a very strange choice of words, and obviously something that they completely didn't mean to come across as the way that it does. But regardless of how you write it and how it's read, it comes across a little bit dickish. <laughs> like there's of... nothing unique about your work, mate. Don't worry about it. We'll get this push through. But don't worry. Yeah, what you're doing is okay. But other people are doing something quite similar, so don't worry about it. It's like one of those like one of those things where they know full well that people are going to take this, I think, and run with it. But thinking at the same time, I'm not asked if I get to buy Activision Blizzard and get to sell Call of Duty and Overwatch. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The games are proper shit. Yeah, proper shit, mate. Yeah, yeah rubbish, mate. Yeah, yeah. And then do you know what? Actually, I'm not bothered because I'm going to sell shit loads of it anyway. So you can call it what you want. Once it's churning, it's churning. But that's the thing. Nothing unique. I, I kind of agree with the sentiment of what they're saying there. So nothing unique about them. There isn't really, like Call of Duty is not anything that you can't get anywhere else. Uh, multiplayer FPS exists elsewhere. It's not like, um, for, a long uh, for a long time, League of Legends was the only game really where you can get that League of Legends vibe. There's other things trying to do the similar sort of thing and occupy the same sort of space. Uh, Call of Duty offers Battle Royale, which it wasn't the first one to offer that. Um, but, they are nothing unique, but they are actual, they are market leaders. There's a reason why the same game every year or the same games every year are at the top of the chart. FIFA is FIFA. I mean, it's not. For, for, I'm just, just playing devil's advocate. Like, just go with it here. FIFA is It's a football game. It's at the top of the chart this year. And there was one last year and there was one the year before and every year for 20 years previously kind of thing. The same thing you could say about FPSs and so on. But FIFA commands attention it it gets people going uh people yeah. buy it people understand what it is and the same thing with call of duty so mm -hmm. whilst it's just another shooter it is the shooter that everyone knows that everyone mm -hmm. has played at some point if it's not now you have played it and you will have probably had some sort of connection to that in the past and that mm -hmm. is unique so there's nothing unique about the games apart from they are massively profitable and will earn <laughs> us a shitload of cash. That's actually pretty unique in the grand scheme of things, I suppose. So... Yeah. It's not just that, is it? You look at the Blizzard side of things, and you've obviously got Overwatch, and we'll come on to that in a bit, but World of Warcraft is probably the biggest MMORPG there has ever been. Obviously, there's been a lot more that have come after that that have not that have seen... Dizzy Heights, but I still think World of Warcraft, despite a game that I have played very briefly, even though I do have a massive love of MMOs, mainly Elder Scrolls Online, but everything that's come after World of Warcraft is, been, is a blueprint of what World of Warcraft was, what at once was, and then tried to match that. But nothing can probably come close. In my personal opinion, even as someone who doesn't play World of Warcraft, they are 
the poster boys of MMOs. Like you've obviously got things like Final Fantasy and Black Desert and um, Genshin Impact to a degree. Like all of these games are just taking the blueprint of what got put out by World of Warcraft originally. You could put in RuneScape if you really want. I don't care. It's all come as part of what they had to offer. And if that's not the most unique product that was out at the time and everything else has followed in their footsteps, I genuinely don't know what yeah. the definition of trend setting and blueprints are. I feel like it's it's like almost trying to be situationally aware with ignorance, which is which is kind of an oxymoron. It's like a oh, we are aware that World of Warcraft isn't what it was right now. And we're aware that that Call of Duty isn't what it has been in the past right now and overwatch isn't what it has been in the past right now but it's like it's like a fucking volcano yeah they go dormant but they're gonna come back with an absolute Absolutely. bang every single one of them and, and and it's 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 the reason why we see so many sequels of films and things these days winning properties winning ips are much easier to resell than brand new ips so that is the mm -hmm. reason why they are buying into them yes it's another fps yes it's another mmorpg or whatever um but they are the big ones that people will be ready to invest in already so they do have something unique i disagree microsoft i get what you're trying to say but <laughs> I'm hoping people don't do the research, so aren't they? That's exactly what they're trying to do. They're hoping that people don't do the research and the people who they are talking to about trying to push this through have no idea the influence and the impacts that these games and companies have had in not just necessarily pop culture, but just in terms of everyday gaming life and the trends that they have set. They're just hoping that they just don't have someone who knows any of that and go, okay, impress, approve. And it goes through, do you know what I mean? Like that is they want something as simple as that. I hope that that isn't the case, and someone who is dealing with this knows something about video games. I mean, if it goes through or not, it doesn't really bother me that much. Um, and that's just some something personal. That if you're not a fanboy, these companies. I mean, if, as, because, much, because as, as much as we obviously always push the fanboy <laughs> angle, we're not. Uh, did you it, see the tweets this weekend? By the way, sorry to cut you up, but did you see the tweets that someone? I did. Uh, reply, I did. Replied like, to one of. <laughs> <laughs> so someone replied to a to, to an episode, a tweet that we promoted of this podcast two years ago. It was like July thirty first, twenty twenty, and it was about that at the time PlayStation had record sales, record profits, massive margins, and we was that was the headline show for the day. Someone actually re replied to that tweet two days ago to say that isn't the case though, is it? Here's the facts, and then listed loads of stuff about Xbox. So I just replied to the tweet saying you are aware that we are seven days away from this being two years old, and they replied to it going, whoops. Sorry, this is two years old. My bad. <laughs> so you responded saying absolute fanboy things or something like that. And he was like, yeah, pretty much. So I just replied saying, was you just searching for things regarding PlayStation? You'd search the hashtag PlayStation just to be able to reply to people who have an opinion about PlayStation or at the time, a fact about PlayStation. And he went, yep, fanboy things. So I just replied, I appreciate the dedication. <laughs> like that takes... To be able to sit there, look at a tweet and go, okay, I can reply to this from two years ago by screenshotting stuff from other websites and trying to come up with a narrative about why this is a bad thing for your company because Xbox is doing so well. That's strange behavior. Like, to go out of your way to do that, to take time out of your day to go around social media to try and 
put a point across that's completely invalid because it's two years out of date by this point. To be completely blind by the original tweet and when it was put. Like, I don't know how far they would have had to go back to find that tweet. I mean, I understand that it would come in some sort of format on an, an algorithm. We might have been close yeah, to the top because of the interactions on it. it but still... Been, it could have been a case of whoever that person is, someone they follow has followed us or someone they follow has, has commented on that post or liked it or something. So that's been pushed up towards the top of the uh, the top <laughs> algorithm bit. Rather than latest, they've gone to top and just gone, this is one of the top posts right now. Uh, but yeah, yeah, nice. I, I love yeah. seeing, I loved seeing the, the instant come down. <laughs> it's like, here's <laughs> all of my stats for an argument that isn't even there to be had. Mate, are you all right? That's two years old. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to them, I will give them props because they admitted it straight away yeah. and didn't delete the tweet. Yeah, I not, will give them that. None of that sort of like, oh, actually, no, I was, I was actually pointing out a different fact, which is if I keep saying words <laughs> that aren't really saying anything, I will find some sort of link somewhere. And it's like, mate, just shut up and just, just have a go away or admit it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being wrong. We've all done stupid things in the past. You saw something <laughs> that was two years old. It's like it's like going to a library and shouting at a textbook saying that, that I don't know, I can't even remember who's the world's fastest man before Usain Bolt going, actually, it's Usain Bolt. It's like, yeah, mate, that yeah. was printed in 1983. Chill the fuck <laughs> out. <laughs> God. Fair play to him. They, they admitted it and put a couple of lols at the end. Like they'd realised that they dropped the bollock there. But yeah, fair play to him. But yeah, nothing new, uh, unique about that at all. God, <laughs> unique. Uh, so yeah, uh, peeling it back, Microsoft says that there is nothing unique about Activision Blizzard games. Uh, there was a good comment. Where is it? Uh, there we go. Next gen base. It's downplaying the impact of games while technically being true. Like saying YouTube isn't unique because there are other video streaming sites. Exactly. It's <laughs> like like Twitch isn't unique because you can stream on YouTube and Facebook, even though Twitch still has about eighty percent of all uh, live streamed market uh, market share of live stream content youtube and thing are still massive titles that are still great within their own right but yeah uh, tila says it wasn't me it wasn't this time uh jean ralphio voice i don't know who jean ralphio is fanboys are the woo Worst. <laughs> if I knew who it was, I'd probably be able to say that properly, but I don't know who yeah. it is. So once once some have it pointed out, I'll probably understand. Happy Monday, Tony was so fun. Thank you very much, Beavish. Thank you very much for uh being in around. For everyone that was in the stream, by the way, we didn't get to see any of the, the um the conversations. There was absolute wedges thrown down. There was the, uh, was it a hype train where everyone was just throwing down five gifted subs? Um, there was tons of it in a row, over and over again. People throwing down their primes and all sorts of stuff, and we didn't get to, to interact with any of that because five-minute delay, we didn't have the notifications and stuff. So if you were in the stream, you did throw down tons of bits. You did throw mm -hmm. down a raid. If Insert Coin raided us with a party of 71, and we didn't even get to see that either. Thank you very much, Insert Coin. I've just scrolled back and seen it. For anyone that did drop in, apologies for not being able to interact. This is this is live streamer content. It's like you can't you can't speak to people on TV, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, we couldn't have our usual levels of interaction, but we appreciate you nonetheless. Just want to say that. Absolutely. So yes, Microsoft says there's nothing unique about Activision Blizzard, and I get what they're saying, and I still think it will still go through um, because what they are saying is they aren't the entire market. There are other options, and there are other options, um, but. 
it's not that simple. I still think it will go through, though. I'm not I'm not convinced. I mean, I don't know enough. Someone might show some sort of ace in the hole that will be like, actually, mate, this is not going to happen. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, let me jump back up see if I missed anything else. JMK says, hello from an airplane. Uh, just about to take off en route to USA and then to Cancun Ooh. tomorrow. JMK, enjoy the honeymoon, dude. See that? I remembered it. I remembered it. I remember. I was going, yeah. what, what are you going to Cancun for? I remember that it's honeymoon this time. I can never remember <laughs> that you're actually going to Cancun. But there we go. <laughs> um... Uh, where do we go to? Lotus plays other games? No, no, yeah, no. I don't believe it. Uh, well, there's something pretty unique about the company. Most CEOs that get accused of harboring sexual assault culture in the workplace get ousted, not a pay rise. That's unique to Active Blizzard. <laughs> uh. Good point. Well made. Nice. Uh, but the games, nah. No, no, unique right now about them. Uh, Tito says, isn't that a bit like saying if you work for McDonald's, there's nothing special about the food. Uh, you're a peon in a large organization not known for their creativity, but a machine. If you hear the same working in a Michelin-style restaurant, then sure you'd feel attacked. Um, kind of. Kind of. I, 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 yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll go with, with uh, Next Gen Base's analogy because they're better people than you, Tito. So... Uh, yeah, no, no, it's yeah, yeah. I get what you, I get what you're going at. Um, watch Parks and Rec. Ah, I've not seen Parks and Rec. So there you go. Nice. I have not. Uh, Batman Wilson. Hey, how you doing? Welcome in. Welcome in. Uh, we're gonna keep the pace going. Uh, everyone say hello to Barton Wilson. By the way, uh, mother-in-law's in, in the chat. Make sure you say hello. Do it. Do it now. Hello. <laughs> Okay, next story from Tom Ivory at VGC. Um, says, Sony refuses to be drawn on whether it could raise the price of a PS5. So Xbox is buying brands and games that are pretty much irrelevant. They've got nothing unique, whilst PlayStation might be might be yoinking the prices, yoinking, yeeting the prices. Of I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, so Sony refuses to be drawn on whether it could raise the price of a PS5. It recently raised prices on a range of consumer electronics in light of the global chip shortage. Tom Ivan at VGC has the story, which says... Um, do you know, I'm going to miss the, the start because it's the same thing again. In April, Sony raised the Japanese prices of a range of consumer electronics uh, products, including some cameras, Blu-ray players, home theater systems, headphones, and speakers. It said the price revisions were being made in the light of the ongoing semiconductor shortage and other external factors that have caused the cost of raw materials, manufacturing, and distribution to increase. During its first quarter earnings call on Friday, Sony was asked whether it uh, was considering increasing the PS5 price point in the face of similar market pressures. Quote, about a potential price increase for the PS5, at this point in the time, there is nothing specific I can share with you about prices. Uh, came the response from Executive Deputy President and Chief Financial Officer Hiroki Totoki, transcribed by BGC. In recent months, analysts have forecasts that products... Uh, that rely on semiconductors are set to become more expensive as chip makers increase their prices and companies that buy them in turn pass on the costs to consumers. Earlier this week, Reality Labs announced plans to increase the price of the MetaQuest VR2, uh, MetaQuest 2 VR headset by $100, a decision it attributed to rising manufacturing and shipping costs. In May, Forrester analyst Glenn O'Donnell told CNBC he expected chip prices to rise about 10 to 15% in the year ahead. Do you know what? I'm going to stop there. I'll stop there. We don't need to keep going through the idea. We get the idea. The MetaQuest 2 headset has got more expensive. If you didn't see it last week, um, Meta, aka Facebook, um, which now owns uh, Oculus, have, uh, and it's not called the Oculus Quest, it's called the MetaQuest, obviously. Uh, so the MetaQuest 2 headset is two years old. Usually when a, a a system, a PlayStation, a PC, an Xbox, whatever, has been out for a couple of years. You see the price coming down by hundreds. 
This is different. Two years into that MetaQuest uh, lifecycle, and the price is going up by $100. So there's been all sorts of conversations. We've seen it through food, McDonald's raising the cost of a, a cheeseburger. What was it? For the first time in 14 years, we're seeing it now in food. But obviously, different, different um, markets, similar sort of pressures. So will we see Sony raise the price of a PS5? I'm not convinced. I don't think we will. I mean, feel free to uh, point this out to me when it comes because I'm open to being wrong here. By the way, since somewhere, thank you very much for the uh, for the follow. If I've said that right, I appreciate that. And everyone else that has dropped followers in the last 24 hours, there has been quite a few. I appreciate you all. Um, uh, I don't see PlayStation hiking the price of the PS5 for as long as they can. I can't see it happening. Um, a couple of reasons. Uh, first of all, um, you could push the price up because because Meta Quest have, but then if Xbox doesn't, that's bad guy PlayStation. Um, if PlayStation and Meta have both raised their prices, then Xbox in theory could do, but the difference with other industries, so so PlayStation has uh, Sony has raised the price of electronics cameras, uh, uh, camcorders or whatever the other bits were in their home electronics. They um. They don't necessarily get software purchase on that. And that's the key thing here is PlayStation, yes, they could start to lose money on their consoles. They're, I, think, I think they're in a profit position at the moment from what from something I've read. I could be wrong. <clears throat> I think they're in a profit position at the moment on, on their hardware. But it's the software where they earn the money back. If they're getting $70, £70 per game that's been purchased on that console, by putting that up by, say, another $100, um, that's... That's, that extra $100 could put people off your console for a lifetime. And all it would take is two to three sales of video games to earn that $100 back. I can't see it. I do not see it myself. Like I say, feel free to point point it out when I'm wrong, if I am. Um, but I can't see this because software will earn the money back. Hardware sales is already a barrier for entry. So making that even more of a barrier for entry means that people won't get involved. And then competition. By putting the price up of their their hardware, um, they are opening themselves up to a market where they don't have, not I don't want to use the word mon monopoly, but they've had a very strong grasp on the games market for the last seven, eight, nine years. And, and rightfully, that grasp has been extremely weakened by what Xbox offers. So if PlayStation is suddenly 100 quid more expensive, and then Xbox not only don't raise their prices, but they have the Series S version as well as an opt-in, PlayStation's just not there to compete. Xbox has Game Pass, it has a, a cheaper top-end console, and it has a, a, a bottom, which is more, I'd say, more of a mid-end console, because the, the Series S is not a bottom-end console. It's a mid-level console. Uh, PlayStation just can't compete with that, so I do not believe that PlayStation will, will raise the price of their consoles at all. Um, hello, mother-in-law. Hey, uh, next year says now they won't. It's just a no comment. They already made a loss on the unit uh, and make it back on software that won't change. Uh, see, there's, there's like um, someone. I don't know if it was Mister T. Someone pointed it out to me in the past or shared an article or something. I can't remember what it was. Um, but most consoles are sold at a loss. The loss leaders at the start of a product life cycle, but then by a couple of years into the life cycle, um. Hardware costs obviously change over time. There's new 
new semiconductors, new motherboards, new whatever, and the prices fall down a little bit, uh, which means that consoles are profitable then, uh, as well as software. But in the early days of a generation, quite often, uh, but not always, it's 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 normal to assume that uh, manufacturers are losing money on their consoles. So if we are a couple of years in, I mean, this is a little bit of a different world because we do have a massive semiconductor shortage. That said, PlayStation have 100% sell-through of all of their stock guaranteed. They they might be at a level where they are actually still making money on the PS5s and going, do you know what? We don't need to make any more. Let's just, let's just sit where we are, which I, I still think that's what it's going to be anyway. Uh, consoles are always sold at a loss, plus the Xbox has outsold them in the last three quarters in North America. Did I mention that? Uh, are you the guy that tweeted Bib? Tiro <laughs> um, says, Mr. T? I pity the fool. Mr. T. No, Mr. T. Mr. Mr. Tassim Anvia, noted industry leaker. By the way, Bib, are you uh, muted? Yes, you are muted. Nice. I was just checking. <laughs> yes, I am. Okay. Because <laughs> since you came in the room, you've not made a single noise. And I saw you smiling a second ago. I thought, he's either laughing... Or smiling, but I can't tell. So I'm gonna have to ask. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you did. <laughs> nice. Okay, we'll move ahead to keep up the pace. We have about five minutes left. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll, we'll definitely have to keep up with, with the uh, speed on this one. So this one going from uh, Xbox to PlayStation, and now to the other giant of gaming, Stadia. Oh, okay. Ah. Uh, I mean, you can tell it's a giant of gaming. When Are you the... reading that right? Yeah, apparently. You can, yeah, you can tell it's a giant, an absolute behemoth of gaming when the article title is Google insists it's not shutting Stadia down. <laughs> uh, this is written by Vicky Blake at Eurogamer. Quote, rest assured, we're always working on bringing more great games to the platform and Stadia Pro. Uh, so, no, Stadia is not shutting down. Uh, Google responded to a new batch of online rumors this week by promising that it, quote, is always working on bringing more great games to the platform, end quote. Stadia is not shutting down, the company tweeted, when asked outright if if closure was imminent. Rest assured, we're always working on bringing more great games to the platform and Stadia Pro. Let us know if you have any other questions. It later announced that Wavetail was coming to Stadia Pro for no extra cost by uh, cheekily aping the original post that sparked the unsubstantiated rumor in the first place. Other recent questions the company has been fielding uh, include confirmation of whether or not players will ever be able to remove games from their libraries. We have no news to share about that option. Uh, And if the company planned to expand into either Mexico or India yet, in brackets, no. Um, Okay, we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. Stadia is still there doing whatever it is doing. And I 100% believe that we owe it to ourselves, Bib, to get a big old juicy worm hang it on the end of our fishing hook and tweet out something about Stadia being dead just so that those keyboard warriors that come back six months yeah. after you've tweeted something can come back in again. It's agile. Absolutely. I mean, it's, I, happened, it's happened before. It'll happen again, Graham. I mean, I, I, we will always, always mock you if you have an undying love of a piece of plastic and metal uh if if you think that the xbox is better than the playstation because you like the xbox better than the playstation that's great but you can't use that to tell other people they can't feel like that and the same with a pc yeah the master race and stuff we all will always jokingly and invertedly mock everyone including ourselves mm-hmm. including stadia people so so i mean i i, I have never seen anyone be has as so so vitriolic and passionate at the same time uh, of a system that is just, for me, at least, in my opinion, so completely below par. And I say this uh, alongside Bib as a Stadia owner. We own two 
Stadia. We 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 invested in two Founders Edition Google Stadia devices, and 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 we don't use them. Graham, I install I reinstalled it on my TV downstairs. My LG TV has Stadia as an app on there, and I reinstalled it about three or four weeks ago. And I used this controller right here, this Xbox controller, to be able to use it. And yeah, it's uh, my internet in my house now is like three hundred meg down and 100 meg up and it's still only okay you can play probably side scrolls pretty well on it i mean i I was using wi-fi i'm gonna put that as a disclaimer because it's on my tv and i haven't got an ethernet cable plugged into it so yes there will probably be some drop-offs and things like that which if i did have it ethernet cabled to my tv it may be a little bit better but there's just nothing on there, any kind of redeeming quality that makes me think, do you know what? This is probably worth the money. This is worth investment. Next time yeah. a game comes out, I'm going to buy it on Stadia rather than on my Series S or my PlayStation 5 or include it in my Steam library or whatever else. I mean, the people you play with aren't going to be on there. The games that you want to play aren't exclusively on there. And and like Next Gen Base says, Stadia Tech is phenomenal. It is. It genuinely is. That's the reason we invested in it, to be fair. wasn't so much about the games. But whilst the tech is phenomenal, uh, Next Gen Base says the support is awful. It's not just the support. Whilst the tech is phenomenal, it doesn't really do anything. It's like someone going up to you, do you know, do you know what? The new Lamborghini engine. It's like, think of every other Lamborghini that's ever existed. Make them all even yeah. better and put them in one. Boom, here you go. Here's a Lamborghini engine. You're like, nice. Where's the rest of it? I said, I'm not giving you the rest of it. You've just got a really cool engine. That, that, that I can't do anything with it because it's it's cool. But what do I do? It's just it's there. It's a fuck. So it's like it says that they still don't have a store that you can browse on the TV, which is, and I'm going to make this sound stupid now, but it's the same sort of thing. Is It's like saying to someone, would you like to play games on your TV without a console? You're like, oh, yeah, go on then. Uh, and they go, okay, well, first of all, you have to get on a plane, travel to Mexico and buy the games in Mexico, and then you have to come back and travel and put them on a plane, uh, play them on your TV, sort of thing. And it's like, but I just want to play it on my TV. Yeah, but you've got to go to Mexico first. It's not the same. You can you can do it in browser on your laptop or, or maybe on your phone now. I, don't, I can't quite remember where you can actually redeem them from. But it's the same principle. You, you're, telling, you're selling this this wireless cloud-based system, but then you still have to access it through other means, which already allows you to play your games. <laughs> it's like, okay, so go to my PC that plays games, yes, and then I redeem something on my PC that already plays games, yes, and then I can play games on my TV, yes. Okay. <laughs> it's like, what? That's great. Great logic. I like it. Nice. Um, the business model is the issue. It's an expensive way to not own stuff. <laughs> Uh, exact same afternoon chaps afternoon ticks dude um, two founders edition can I interest in you some hurricane insurance G <laughs> mm-hmm. it was it was a jelly purchase this because we we ordered it um, before everyone found out like it was it was cheap it was like what was it like 100 quidish something like that when they did the first conference we ordered two as jelly media because obviously R&D and all that sort of stuff you're doing esports events social media you need to know mm-hmm. what you need to know what's there but as gamers no <laughs> no yeah. Although I maintain the tech is great, the service is just awful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, rem- remember thin uh, terminal gaming? I don't. I don't. What is that? Uh, is that like Shadow Tech? Uh, that was a decent service, just stupidly expensive. On live, great. Nah. Uh, uh, 
Yeah. It had potential. Yeah, yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll leave it with that one. We'll leave it there. Tell you what, that's a great jumping off point, though. I'll tell you what, does have potential. Uh, Dr. Disrespect reveals uh, a gameplay demo for his first FPS. This is written by Andy Robinson at, at VGC. Um, and as you can tell from the title, it's called Dead Drop. Not not Dead Drop, but Dead Drop. One one word, which completely made my brain go into overdrive yesterday when I was watching it. Dead Drop? Dead, dead Drop. Dead Drop. Dead... <laughs> so yes developer midnight society officially named and showcased their multiplayer title so midnight society the developer founded by streamer guy Dis uh, dr disrespect beam has debuted the first look at its first person shooter dead drop on friday the studio officially named the pvp multiplayer title which plans to incorporate nfts and debuted a first playable snapshot of the game which is available to download for approved users on its website the playable snapshot is part of midnight society's plan to include its community in the development of the game quote um that could be testing reload times and recall patterns in, in a firing range or jumping in for the first ever pvp sessions it said no more Quote, I hope this game will be good. Uh, be there when your voice can actually make an impact because we want to hear it, really, end quote. The developer has also said it intends to forge a partnership with a select list of mega influencers and work with them closely uh, to, uh, towards the launch to, to launch their dream gaming title. Uh, Midnight Society's uh, three leads consist of Beam himself, studio head Robert Bowling, and creative director Quinn Del Hoyo. We'll stop there. We'll stop there. Um, we've already talked about how influential and successful the three leads are. Robert Bowling working on Call of Duty and Activisions and stuff in the past. Um, Del Hoyo was... Was it was it Halo or was it 343? Do you know what? It'll be in the article. I'll just go past it. It was both 343 and Halo. There you go. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I didn't know much about Del Hoyo. I knew about 402, Robert Bowling, before mm -hmm. uh, this. So was pretty pretty hyped to hear that he's working with Dr. Disrespect. I like the idea of Dr. Disrespect bringing a content creation mindset into video game development. I, I'm still to be sold on Dead Drop, though. Did you see any of it, Bib? No, um, I haven't, actually. Uh, obviously, with what's gone on this weekend, I haven't really caught up. I imagine when I go to watch him later on this evening, um, he might end up giving a, some another insight into it so i'm looking forward to seeing more of that but i haven't seen much of it um at all if i'm being honest i did i did see one picture actually i tell a lie i did see one picture and it was the uh detail of the gun and the welding that goes around like the exit clip button and stuff like that so they have got some very good attention to detail i just that stuff i'm not really asked like it's gonna i'm gonna be playing it on my pc as and when it comes out on probably medium settings because I don't have an ultra. I don't have the capacity anymore to be able to play games at ultra settings. The, the, the technology's come too far on for my PC to be able to accept that in a decent capacity. So I'll have to update all my PC to be able to look at that stuff. So playing it on medium or high, I'm probably not going to be able to see all that stuff. So it's kind of irrelevant. But yeah, I'm just I'm happy that people are reacting well to this. It's just another game in the market that people can get excited about because the. <laughs> It's just doom and gloom on the timeline at the moment with every single game that people are talking about. Everyone seems to hate what it is that they're playing at the moment. So I just want something that someone is actually enjoying playing at this moment in time. This could be the game for a lot of people. I mean, I'm not sure where I sit on the, on this in terms of the long term. Like, 
like the graphics of it look decent. Bear in mind that this is probably only a few months old. You can see it in certain things, like it was just shooting, I say he, whoever is playing this video, was just shooting the face off of one of the targets that pops up, and you can see bits of it chinking off, mm -hmm. but as the first bit drops off, it was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then after that, you realise that it's actually just a few bits just stuck together, so it won't, it, it, it's not like you hitting a certain pace and different parts will ricochet off, like nanite level of graphics that we saw for UE5. Um, but it's still early days. There's good lighting, there's decent texturing. Um, it looks a lot better than a lot of games that you will play right now that are finished, and this is still a long way to go. It's basically a tech demo, shooting ranges, and that's about mm -hmm. it um, from what I saw. So it looks cool. This bit now, I'm going to pause it here, is what it, it's all about. So you can see there's a big skyscraper in the middle of the screen. It's, it, what do they call it? A vertical something or other. Imagine Escape from Tarkov where you drop in, you go through a map, and then you get extract that's essentially what this is but you're going up through a skyscraper effectively you're looting shit as you go taking people out and getting to the top i don't know any more than that this is only for, i know from watching someone streaming it the other day um visually it looks good tarkov's not my kind of game generally i'd, I'd be interested to find out a little bit more um so it looks looks kind of okay i do like the fact that they're trying a new new sub-genre uh, and I also, do you know, what? I'm actually not entirely against plans to incorporate NFTs until I know what those plans are. Um, like if it's just if it's just something that could have been done something else, then I'll come back to my always previous question when we've had conversations about NFTs. But why? Why are we why are we using an NFT when you could just email me a receipt? Uh, or just just give me the image or whatever. If there's some cool uses of NFTs in this, which is what the PR machines have been saying, then fair enough. I don't know what they are. I'm not going to go looking what they are right now. But when it comes to it, if they've got actual good uses of NFTs, that's wonderful. Uh, but for now, it looks decent. It looks decent-ish. We'll see. Um, uh, we've had a Stadia Pro press account for years. Never used it. That says it all. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell, that was quick. Surely it's going to be a quality game. Uh, well, you hope so. You hope so. NFTs? No fucking thanks. And that's mm. it, though. That's that's. I don't want to instantly knee-jerk into that because that's that's what we've all been conditioned to because every and every NFT situation so far has been shit. Um, mm -hmm. I do genuinely believe that the technology the technology exists. They could be beautiful. They could be wonderful, but we haven't had that yet. So let's just assume that it's not going to be. Nope, for this one. Okay, we'll see. And then if it is shit, then we'll say no fucking <laughs> uh, Next JB says, oh, oh shit, 402 is there? How disappointing. This sounds like a bad project. So yeah, yeah, 402. For those that don't know who Rob Bowling or 402 is, he made like Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2. He was, he was at Infinity War during... For me, the golden era of Call of Duty games. Um, so that's why I've got a soft spot for uh, for 402. So if you can bring someone that can have the golden era of um, balanced FPS, plus the dock, plus someone from 343 Industries and Halo, and bring us a futuristic vertical looter, shooter, scout, uh, tower thing, then... Mm. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. But for now, I'm not not sure. Gun seems massive, getting Doom vibes. I think there'll be a lot of stuff on that. The gunplay yeah. and stuff all needs to be refined. This is like... My name is Optimus Prime. As I'm saying that, Optimus Prime jumps into the chat. Slaps, thank you very much for four months, dude. Welcome mm -hmm. back. How are you doing? How are you doing? Um, do you know what? I think we will probably have to put a pin in the final article anyway. I mean, yeah. we might as well stop on a good note. The fact that the doc and team are working on something that sounds like it's either going to be a disaster 
or it could actually be pretty decent. Time will tell. I'll, I'd, I'd rather stop on a. Do you know what? There's there's a there's a little bit of hope in there, than just going to Overwatch having incredibly expensive skins. We'll we'll, we'll come back into that one tomorrow. <laughs> we don't have the time for that, so we will leave it there. But we appreciate you all dropping in today and over the course of the weekend. There has been tons of gifts, follows, raids, uh, bits donated, tons of it. Literally, t- Blitz throwing a thousand bits down. I can see there just going through. Be a fridge with with with. Tons of gifties. Neil throwing bits down. Ugh, do you know what? You're all beautiful people. Legends. We appreciate all of that support. Oh, at some point today, I'm going to go through and I'm going to see exactly what uh, you guys did to support our channel while we were bringing you the Rumble on the weekend because that's massively appreciated. But fast forward to today, we spoke about Microsoft saying there is nothing unique about the company that it wants to buy. It's a bit bland and a bit garbage, apparently. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. They're just trying to talk it down so that they can get the sale through. Understandable. Uh, Sony refuses to be drawn on whether it could raise the price of the PS5. I don't expect that to happen, but Sony refuses to confirm either way. We're not going to comment on rumour or speculation. Uh, Google insists that they actually still exist <laughs> in Stadia. Yeah. Anyway, no, they are not shutting Stadia down. They have plans for it, apparently. Uh, or at least they've made a, a story out of a tweet. And Dr. Disrespect's Midnight Society have released the first gameplay demo for Dead Drop, their new FPS game. It could be good. Not really much to see. It's a tech demo. Gameplay demo is a little bit of an overhyped phrase. It's a tech demo for me. But we'll see more as it happens. For now, though, we are going to disappear. But stick around. We're going to drop a raid on one of our friends. We like to pass on the love. Uh, As we did this weekend with the uh, Royal Rumble, we passed out £2,000 worth of prize money, a bunch of bounty prizes, insert coin vouchers, GTA Mega chairs, some Astro headsets, and two hours uh, on the Twitch front page alongside us. We like sharing with our friends, so stick around while we drop a raid on someone else for today. But Mm -hmm. before that happens, Mr. Biss, is there anything you'd like to add? Yes! Thank you very much to each and every single one of you that have joined us for today's episode of The Scoop. We very much appreciate it. We should be back up to five episodes this week. However, we need to see, have a look at the condition of that studio tomorrow once we get back in there again. So <laughs> I think tomorrow's probably going to be 50-50. Um, but as of Wednesday, we'll go back to our normal schedule again. So if you want to help shape the remaining shows this week, there is two ways, two, th- two, two ways, two ways, two ways that you can help do that. First of all, find us on social media. It is at Ice Cream Uploads across all major social media platforms or alternatively, get involved with our Discord. If you're watching this in any of our on-demand services, go into the description below. All the links that you require will be listed there below. But all we need from you is a URL plus your thoughts and impressions. We will then give you our thoughts and impressions on the very next show, which will be at what time at some point this week? Mr. Graham Day. 10 a.m. Ish. Ish. Uh, stick around. We are going to drop a raid on OG Snowflake. I was going to drop a raid on Nacho because he won the Rumble. But do you know what? Nacho's got all the views and stuff anyway. I want to spend a second to just comment on the fact that OG Snowflake uh, had to have three members of Team Nacho dropping onto him in the final circle to the point where Nuka managed to drive by shotgun him out of the car, which was which was pretty brutal, Nuka. There was no need for that. But, but shout out to OG Snowflake. He... He got the full vibe of that tournament, dropping in, playing for the memes, and did him and us proud. So do feel free to stick around while we drop a raid on OG Snowflake. He's a good guy, and you will be very much appreciative of seeing him and the rest of the Ice Castle repping some PUBG. For now, though, we are going to disappear. We will see you 10 a.m.-ish tomorrow, maybe day after, maybe. We'll see. Until then, stay frosty. Stay frosty.